Listen, listen, hold on. Listen. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is back with us in the booth, and you're joining us, watching us on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or hey, wherever you podcast. And uh, make sure you give us a call and heated hotline, 855-313-PATS, 24-7. Leave us a message. Have a Joe's going to pick the one he thinks is best. Let's make sure that one's yours, right? So 855-313-PATS. 7287 gentlemen a lot of busy week isn't it in sports a lot going on lots going lot going on it's combine week joe. chris we're oh, getting yeah, close. Yeah. it is combine week got it in the back joe how you know you're back joe yeah 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 you know i had to go out on location check out the celtics take it take over the knicks in new york so that was nice to see you know what i mean there you go yeah he's, he's was nice. some, we got uh... killed but it was nice to probably nice to be in new york yeah <laughs> Sure, at the garden and everything like that, you know, yeah. advanced scouting for us, you know. So, well, let's yeah. hope you two are ready because uh, we had a good one today. Later on in the show, stick around for Catone's comments. You're never going to want to miss that. And, of course, we're going to hear from one of you in heated hotline. And in Pat's preview, tackle is the topic today. But uh, before we get to that, we want to go B's and C's. Joe, we ready for that? So, Mark, the bees, the Bruins are sizzling, and the Celtics are simmering. You know, yes, beautiful title, beautiful title Joe, to this show today. Oh yeah, bees sizzling, Celtics simmering. So let's start with the Bruins because you know we should start with the Bruins because they're just this team's just on fire right now. And um, I don't, I, you know, I know they, they were four to one favorites. How I don't know how you can't see them as the favorite now at this point, Mark. No, I agree. And and we talked about last week, Chris, the picking up of Hathaway, right, and adding that physical bruising presence, which we always say in the playoffs the Bruins had been lacking, I think is key. And the second piece, Chris, that came up this week, um, the other night against uh, Calgary, Omak did something that I said, you need to happen in a playoff sometimes. He stood on his head and saved, what, 50 shots or something? Like, yeah. you need that kind of goaltending sometimes in the playoffs when you're struggling. The Bruins now seem to have that too. So so that's why they're just sizzling, right? I mean, Mike, but these are the things you and I have always talked about could catch up to you in the playoffs. Well, now it seems like they have all the pieces. Yeah, it does, and uh, <clears throat> that's a great game. That's a great illustration of what they're about because you're right. The, the goalie stood on his head 40. I mean, I think it was like 48 saves, something 48 like that. Saves, yeah. like 51 shots. And the other part of that game that was telling was, you know, the Bruins are up and it was the last game of a long road trip. You know, I'm yeah. surprised that Bergeron plays. We'll talk about that in a second. But it was the last game of a long road trip. They're up two to one in the third period. Boom. They go down to they go down. You know, they tie it up two to two Calgary. 
Then they go down, the Boston does, three to two. And we're like four seconds. You know, Elmark's still standing on his head, even though he let three goals in. It's like 48 saves. Next thing you know, four seconds left, boom, they score the Bruins. Then in overtime, Bruins finish oh. it off. And you could feel it coming. It was only a matter. Hockey's one of those sports where you could always feel it. You could feel what's coming. Yeah. And um, and it did. And then, they, you know, it, so it, they follow that up with the next game scoring, what, seven against the Sabres coming home? Yeah, Seven coming home, goals. they erupted. Yeah. They scored like three goals in the last three minutes of that game. So, yeah, look, and and talking about what they've done. So, yeah, I mean, we agreed. They're the, they're the favorite. Colorado, I think, is behind them. You know, that could be a matchup, a Stanley Cup matchup. Um, but they've one loaded caveat, up. I mean, Chris, one caveat is you got to stay healthy because now is Marshawn playing today? I don't even know if he's scheduled to play today. Now he's hurt. I mean, you're getting some injuries. Taylor Hall looks like he's going to be out for the season. I mean, you just got to hope at their age. And you hinted yeah. to this a minute ago that Bergeron played in Calgary. At this point of the season now, it's almost about keeping momentum or managing the minutes of some of these older veteran type of guys because you want a full a full squad for the playoffs, right? Yeah, and, and Foligno's hurt too right now. But, you know, talking about – well, talking about Tate – Taylor Hall right now. Let's talk about the move that the Bruins made this week. And, and look, after after they made the move for Orloff um, and, Hat, and, and Hathaway, you figured, okay, they're all in. And all of a sudden, the league started catching up. They started – you saw the Eastern Conference making move after move. The Rangers bring in Tarasenko, Kane, um, Mott. They, Toronto brought in Luke Shen, which is a guy we wanted. Um, Jersey got better. Tampa Bay. Janot, they brought him in. So these teams have gotten better. Tampa's the one that really scares me a little bit. But um, And then the Bruins pull off another move. You know, they bring in Bertuzzi, okay, which is a guy, you know, get left-handed shot on, on the wing. with the, You can put him – he's basically a replacement for Hall at this point, you know. Um, and at and this Polina. point, Chris, the way Hall was playing, I'd say he's an upgrade because Hall hasn't played well in weeks. No, I know. And, and no, and that's why we talked about last week. I said, hey, Hall, Hall's, Hall's a guy that can be moved. But she, but again, here we go. We gave her another first-round pick away. So the only criticism you may have with what they're doing is, you know, you're giving away your picks, but they don't pick well anyway. I mean, they're, they're farm systems. And they're all in, Mark. They're all in. They're all in. This but is this, And listen, if you're all in and you win a Stanley Cup, Chris, it buys the coach – the GM, it buys them all a couple, two, three years of, hey, we want a cup. And 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 so you'll get a reprieve for a couple of years. Nobody's firing you next year if you just won the cup. So so th that's why they're all in. This is big for them. Yeah, and then people saying, well, how are you going to pay these guys? How are you going to pay, you know, Orloff is going to want five, six million. Uh, you know, some, some of the other guys on the team, Bertuzzi is going to want five million. And by the way, I, that's an upgrade. From Taylor Hall at this point, I agree with you. Well, I think if you can if you can unload Hall, Chris, then you keep, but you know what I mean the Bertuzzi. Absolutely, and you know he had 30, 30 goals last season. Uh, hasn't played in a playoff playoff series, but he gets in that corner and gets dirty. He does the things Taylor Hall's not going to do. You know, yeah. so to me they are loaded up. And you're right for the stretch and the rest of these twenty games or so they got left. Um, maybe they can rest these guys Bergeron a little bit, but the guy doesn't want to sit down, does he? No, because Chris, I think he realizes this is probably his last go and, and he'd love to go out with a Stanley cup. I, I mean, we thought, we didn't think he was coming back this year. He did. 
if they go on a run and win it, I have to think he'll retire as Stanley Cup champion. I don't think he'll come back. So I think he's just soaking it up and wants to play, you know, as much as he possibly can and lead this team, you know. And I think it also, Chris, is going to help his legacy. He, two cups is a lot different than saying, oh, we, you know, I want to stay. This will be the second cup for that core group. And, and, and that's about legacy now, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And so I agree. Does it hurt the future? We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, I, they still got a lot of young talent on this team. Um, Pasternak. So let's, I mean, he signs, he signs, he signs finally signs this extension for uh, eight years, $90 million. And Mark, what'd you think of the deal? Because for me, I'm okay with it. At first I said, well, you know, if you're going to make this guy the highest paid player, I don't know. I don't know that you do it. Just to me, McAvoy's the best player on this team. He's the guy that's going to be the next captain. He's to me, he's the best guy. I mean, you know, Pasternak's the most dynamic player they have, goal scorer, so on. But, but, but then he's getting paid sixth in the league, sixth highest in the league. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Sixth highest in the league. I'm okay with it. And you're right, Chris McElroy's probably going to be your next captain. But Pasternak is the type of guy. So you build the rest of your pieces around a scorer and a dynamic player like Pasternak. McElroy, Chris, I don't necessarily know if he's the guy that you could put, and he's the cornerstone, and you build the rest of your pieces around. I think Pasternak is that guy, hence why they paid him, and why you know, and and like you said, he's only the sixth highest paid guy in the league. When you look at what he's doing, and you look at his age and the number of years he's got left, you would think in his prime. When you weigh everything else. It was a pretty good move. You know what they did? They did something that the Patriots don't do. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it always, it always comes back to that, right? Doesn't it? So we'll see what happens down the stretch. I mean, they've gotten a lot better. And it's going to be the odd man out on the defense because Orloff came in and was, you know, this dude's been on fire. And now it seems like Grizzlick's going to be the, to me, Grizzlick versus Forbort, who's the odd man out. Grizzlick's having a fantastic year, but his numbers are never good in the playoffs. You know, yeah. so, I mean, he's having a, a career year, but he's minus 18 in the playoffs. He's only got 14 points in his career and in 59 games. So that I think he's going to be the guy. I think that's the odd man out once they get in. Oh, they can go guy for guy per series. I think they might game. go guy for guy in series by series Chris, and see what matchups and see because they do have some depth at that position. Yeah. Right. So all, so I think that's what you'll probably see. Right. You know, all offs better in front of the net. Than, than Grizzly yeah. is. That's not his game, and that's what they're going to need. So Bruins are sizzling, and uh, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to go to the other side and talk about the Celtics that seem to be simmering. We'll see what happens, but this portion of Corso and Catron was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com allow us to be your voice. Like I say, when we come back, Celtics are simmering right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group.
Back in with Corso Ancatone, the real deal, New England feel. And look, we talked on the front side of this thing with about the Bruins are sizzling. Well, the Celtics seem to be simmering a little bit. And uh, over their last 10 games, they're 7-3, and three, which, you know, normally with teams sounds like it's pretty good. But with the Celtics having as few losses as they have all season long, 7-3 and three over the last 10 isn't really that good. And it's, it's Mark, it's a matter of actually how – you know how they look over these yeah. last ten games. Yeah, they're they're not. They're, listen, coming out of the All Star break, Chris, they were they were a little flat, right? And everyone said, "Ah, oh, you know, it was a long, it was an All Star weekend. They come out flat. They, you know." But that little bit of a lack of, I don't, I don't want to say energy, but but I don't know the way they were playing before the break and now. It's obviously it's not the same, right? So. It, it, the, the Celtics, I, I, I like the, the heading simmering because they're not they're not sizzling right now. They're simmering, right? Um, and and Chris, the Bruins did something. We talked about. I said they they did what the Patriots don't do, but the Bruins did something the Celtics didn't do. The Bruins went all in. Did the Celtics really go all in at the trade deadline? They, they brought in they brought in who they brought in, uh, Mascala, but. Did they get a little too confident? And they, ah, we're the best team in basketball. We don't. That, that's all we need is a piece, a little piece. Did they really go all in to say, "Hey, this is the year we can win this thing. Let's go and get aggressive." And you know, they really did it, right? So let's hope down the stretch. If you're on the road in a game seven in Milwaukee, because if you don't get the top seed, you'll be in a game seven, maybe hypothetically in Milwaukee. Now what? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, Chris. Game seven in Milwaukee, rookie coach. Oh, I'm saying rookie coach. Yeah, and he's had some rookie moments so far. <laughs> he's, done, he's done. He's done a great yeah. job. He's done really well. Um, but there are some times talk about timeouts down the stretch and things like that. But to me, you know, looking at looking at these guys, yeah, coming out of the break. To me, it, it, as we always say, it starts and stops with Tatum. You know, and. There's been a lot of criticism of him, you know, about this all-star situation. So he goes to 55 in the all-star game, uh, plays 35 minutes. Now, okay, they're Jesus not real Christ, minutes. You score 30. All well, they do is stand there and let you shoot. Right. So they're not real minutes, but he makes it a point. I love how honest he is with the media, but he makes it a point to say how tired he is. He basically was hung over, and that's fine. Guys like Bird and those guys did that kind of stuff too. But the difference is, Mark, this dude comes out of the break and he's flat. I mean, he 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 was just flat. I mean, oh, against the Knicks, you know, he, he was one for nine on three point. I mean, the season rank on everything he was doing is point second lowest, second lowest for uh, three point uh, plus minus minus eighteen second lowest of the season. And it, the trend had continued. Now he picked it up against Cleveland. He had a great game. I think he had a forty point night. And then, and then, you know, last night they come out and they lose, they lose that game, you know? So is it a matter of, is he, is, are we getting back a little bit to what it was last year when we talk about the alpha guy and this and that? Is he too concerned about an all-star MVP? It's named after Kobe. I mean, he's got to be worried about finals MVP. That's the goal. Is it not? I would say so, right? But listen, again, Chris, 
so yeah, you're talking, is he that alpha male? We've had this conversation for the last couple of years, you and I. We, this year, it appeared as though he was. But as you said, now he's starting to fall back into that old, you know, it's all about me. Can I pad my stats? It doesn't necessarily matter if we win the game as long as I get mine. Where Brown seems to be just the opposite when you heard his comments at the All-Star break, that he's accepted the fact that, hey, I'm not the man and, and I do what's best for the team. And, 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 and Tatum seems the opposite of what yeah. Brown said at the All-Star break, right? Yeah, I mean, he says he's sacrificing. I, mean, I don't know. You know, huh? but again, it, it, you he said Brown says he's sacrificing and, and so on. And I again, I just and he, and and now Tatum, you know, you're having that crap night against the Knicks. I don't keep pointing out that game because there was so much of that in there. And then he was pitching at the officials, gets thrown out of that game. Yeah, he was right on the calls. The first tech was absurd. The second one, he got hit. But you know, again, you don't you don't go one for nine for three point. And they throw it out of the frigging game. You know, which I guess maybe we should be happy about because that cut down his minutes because that's another thing at some yeah. point he wants to play every game he says it he said look i love this game i want to play as much as possible every that's good we want that but missoula and here's where you talk about the rookie stuff of being a coach you know you can't be a player's best friend here you got to stand up and say hey i appreciate what you're doing you're sitting down tonight because he looks yeah. tired he does down the stretch in, in games they do look tired and i'm going to be honest with you chris as they move forward, if it looks like you can't lock up or you can't get the one seed, now you're going to make a decision, okay, big picture, where are we? Are we okay with where we're seated? And do you intentionally, as you said, begin to say, hey, we don't need this one. Tatum, you're not playing tonight. Brown, you're not playing tonight. Because, listen, you know, Chris, no matter what the matchup seems to be, in the playoffs, the playoffs is a grind. And as you move further along, it takes a toll on you. Because, listen, if they, I, I understand we talked last week about our bench and how our bench sent a message to Milwaukee. They did, but Milwaukee now seems to be securing that one seed. Milwaukee, at, with, the, with the home court advantage, Chris, I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be a brutal series, seven-game series. If everybody's yeah. healthy for Milwaukee and everybody's healthy for you, it's going to be a brutal seven-game series. And if it goes seven, you're in Milwaukee. That's all I'm saying. So let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you need the number one seed, though, in my opinion. I'd rather have Tatum okay. I'd rather have Tatum rested, healthy. I, I, I really don't care about the number one because they can win games. They won games on the road last year. You know, yeah, they and, did. They and, and did. With, with less experience in playoffs. But, Mark, the biggest problem to me is you start to see them falling into the into the three point issue with just chucking up threes, chucking up threes. Look, this team needs to find another way to score. Now, what was encouraging was in the Cleveland game. You saw that in the first half. You started to kind of see that clear out, just step backs, three pointers, three pointer, three pointer, and then missing and then missing. And then you start to say, well, OK. Like you, to your point, they didn't get another, they didn't get a, a guy down low. Okay. They got Mascala who can shoot that three, spread the floor, and that's great. Okay. But you got to find another way to score. If you're Tatum, you got to find a way. You got the proper point guards. And we'll talk about them in a second. But put, I mean, right? Put, put Tatum down in the box, put him in the post. He does well down there. He can pretty much take anybody 
down in that spot that's going to be up on him. And if they double off somebody, then you got a nice open shot somewhere. Or you got Williams yep. for the dunk <clears throat> in the alley oop, something like that. But you saw yep. it in the second half in the Cleveland game where they started to get to the rim. You know, their free throw numbers weren't good enough in the first half. They weren't getting to the line enough. And then in the second half of that game, boom, they start getting in the paint. They start driving the lane. And now they start, now they pulled away. I mean, that's what they're going to have to do in the playoffs, yes? Oh, absolutely. That's the type of basketball you're going to have to play, Chris, because you can't. There's going to be games where you're cold and you're not shooting well. And listen, we saw last weekend. Yeah, I know they won that game in Philly. But there's going to be games like when you play Philly, if you're not shooting well from the outside, what are you going to do underneath? You're going to beat under there. He's going to kill you because you got no answer for him. Right. right? So so yeah. you're going to you have to going to have to figure out ways to score, Chris, where you're not just depending on that that three point pitch shoot, you know, you know, run a back screen, double back screen, three pointer. At some point, you're going to come up with something different um, to win games. When it, yeah. and, and who knows? You may get into a series where a team is taking that away from you. Now what? Can you do do this in a different way? And that's what happened last year, Chris, in that Golden State series. Golden State yep. was defending the three-point shot, and they could they would try to drive to the basket. The ball would get stolen, right? right? They couldn't do anything different. That's why they ended up losing that series. Yeah, Brown was dribbling off his knee a lot, and, and you've seen a lot less of that from him this year. Yes, He's doing you much, have, much you better have. in ball control. But what you're not seeing this year that you saw last year a little bit is Robert Williams is not – he doesn't seem the same. He's not as dominant underneath as he was. No. And also, you know how you can tell is he was getting out the three-point shooters and blocking those shots last year. Now, when he gets trying to get out to that shooter where he needs to in certain situations, he's a little bit late. He's not getting the, he's not getting the hand up and Chris, blocking the shot. I don't so, think, Chris, I don't think he's healthy. I, I think he's probably 70-80%. I think he's going to have an issue with his knee his whole career. And I think yeah. what he gives you, he gives you. But I don't necessarily know how often he'll be 100% where he'll be able to do the things that you just mentioned, right? And I yeah. think he manages what he can do in a game. And maybe he gives you that in spots. But he's not giving it to you as often or as consistent as last year, Chris. Because I think I, I still don't think he's healthy. I just think it's a chronic injury. He's got cr chronically bad knees. And, and I think it's something he's going to deal with for the rest of his career. And, and he's going to yeah. give you what he can give you. But he's not, I think him being 100% is going to be few and, few and far between times that he's fully healthy. You know? yeah. And I think you see that. Yeah, and 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 going over to the point guard position, we've talked about the fact that to me that's the strength of this team. There, that that P, that point guard room. But you know, it's funny to me. It shifted a little bit, and I want you. I want. I've been thinking about this this week, and I want to get your thoughts on it. Is Smart the number three point guard at this point? Because if you look at the numbers, he's third in pretty much every every category. Brogdon's one. White's not far behind, and then you got Smart. And you always said, well, Smart's going to be the ace because of his defensive play. Well, he's not hes not dominant, as dominant as he was last year when he won Defensive Player of the Year. He's just not. Um, not as many steals as you're seeing. And so, and when White's on the floor, White's, you know, White runs the ship for them. When, when things are cold shooting, that guy comes on the floor and he starts spreading, and he starts creating shots, and he starts creating easy buckets for everybody else, right? And Brogdon, he's that smooth, smooth, calm point guard 
that can he'll hit the open man every time. So to me, should Smart be starting now, or or doesn't even make a difference? You got to realize too, Chris. I think that that Smart was injured this year, right? A couple of different times he's been hurt, right? So I don't necessarily know if Smart is totally one hundred percent healthy, but I also think it's 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 affected his defensive tenacity and in, in his defensive of proudness, right? So yes, as far as being a pure point guard. I think you're a thousand percent right, Chris. I think Smart is probably your third best point guard on this team now, with behind Brogdon and White. However, in the playoffs, when you play a team like Philly, who's got Harden, or, or in the playoffs when you play a team like Milwaukee, I still think Marcus Smart will raise his intensity if he's healthy, and he'll give you that defensive player of the year intensity and tenacity on defense because he's going to bring a different level of of, of like animalistic type of play to that floor that this team doesn't have because Tatum don't have that. Brown don't have it. Nobody else has it. He does. And in the playoffs, you're going to need that. So that's why I would say in the playoffs, Marcus Smart is your starter. Yeah, even if he's only out, even if he's only starting the game, but in key situations down the stretch, maybe it's Brogdon and White on the floor for offense. You need Smart's tenacity on defense because he will raise the level in the playoffs. Like they say, playoff football, playoff basketball, it's different. And it is different. And and no one on that roster can match his tenacity and toughness on yeah. defense. And and, and and it'll show itself. You watch. So, yeah. And so Missoula's got to get control of some of this situation. And He's got to the figure players. out his location, yeah, Chris. He can utilize the three of them. Yeah, he can't be a player's coach all the time. He's going to get some of these guys no. some rest and so on. And so, yeah, and, oh, and by the way, Mark, yeah, you're a tr- Mark's a trooper today. The, he told us coming on, the internet went out, right? Even your dog's upset about it. <laughs> the internet went out. So he, he, you're working off cellular today. I'm telling you, Joe, hey. we uh, it, the show it's must go on, right? Always something. You never never quite can tell what, what it's going to be, but it's always something. Are we in retrograde, Joe? Oh, here we, we go. Might be. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, so we'll see you the last 18 games of the season. So let's see how they do. And um, I don't think the number one seeds is as important. Mark, Mark thinks, seems to think home court is. Let's see what happens. But uh, B's and C's was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Hey, when we come back, buckle up. Internet or not, Catone's comments is next. Into Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Hey, for Katone Cummins. So this week, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, is is NFL Combine Week, right? Chris and I's favorite time of the year is now Combine Free Agency. Like the whole this whole stretch is our favorite time of the offseason. And then it gets a little slow. But because it is combine week, I am so sick of listening to all these local guys. Listen, we're the real deal. And we're gonna tell you the real deal. I'm so sick of these local guys analyzing 
Mac Mac Jones's performance last year, and you know we got to take a quarterback this round, that round. You know Mac Jones isn't the guy. Listen, how the hell can you determine if Mac Jones is the guy when you had clown one and clown two coaching that offense? I don't care what anybody says. Matt Patricia knows. I understand he's a defensive guy. Could not and had no clue what he was doing offensively, and neither did Joe Judge. The offense, if you went back and look at tape, okay, look at film. Don't just throw out some BS comment about, oh, you know, he's going to handle himself different. He's going to handle himself better. He's not the guy. He got frustrated. The kid's a winner. The kid won at Alabama. The kid wants to win. He has an intensity about him. That's how he is. I'll take that any day over somebody that could give a shit. Or somebody that wants to go in dark rooms like Cuckoo Clock Aaron Rodgers, right? I'll take that intensity any day of the week. Does the kid got room to grow? Absolutely he does. He positively does. Can we gauge where he's at based on that shit show we had last year with those idiot coaches that Belichick put in place and Kraft, Kraft sat there and approved it? No, you can't take anything from last season. Throw it out. It's a garbage year. You can't take that. Okay, yeah. Did he say stuff and, and, and react on the field in a way that maybe wasn't so professional? He did. He was frustrated. Like I said, he's got an intensity about him. He wants to win. I'll take a winner. I'll take a winner all day long. So let's sit back. See what Billy O'Brien incorporates. He's going to bring in concepts that you that we didn't have even with McDaniels because he's going to bring, I believe, some of that spread offense he ran at Alabama that Mac Jones ran in Alabama. What you need is you need to bring in receivers. Yesterday, I'm listening to these local shows. Well, we don't need a real, you know, we, we bring in a, a, somebody, but I'm not, I don't feel too bad about our receivers. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We need a huge upgrade at the receiver position, and it's not Jacoby Myers. I'm sick of listening. I don't want to hear Jacoby Myers' name no more. No more. It's over, Jacoby Myers. Let him go. Buy him a cup of coffee, a plate ticket. Get him out of here. He's not the answer. He's not the answer. You need receivers. You need to build around this kid. Like they built around Tua. They've built around Jalen Hurts. And listen. I get Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. Jesus Christ, wouldn't it have been nice to give Brady, Higgins, Chase, and Boyd? Imagine what Brady would have did with those three guys. It would have been, he would have broke every record there ever was. He did anyway. So listen, all these people who pretend they know about football, listen, learn, look at tape. Our offense was bad, real bad. Our receivers are a step, two steps slow on every route, on every play. They don't, at times, they didn't even know where they were supposed to be. Go back and watch the tape, because Chris and I have watched the tape. Have an educated take when you make a comment. Don't just throw something out there because it's the, it's the thing to say. Ah, Mac Jones, he's not the guy. How the hell do you know he's not the guy based on last year? You can't know that. Based on the shit Belichick put on the field and craft allowed. I'm finished with all this nonsense. So, yeah, listen, Mark, I, 
you're right, and we've talked about it, and you've talked about the guys they should be bringing in, Jerry, Judy. Those are the kind of trades with all, by the way, Mock had that. Mock was, Mock, you were on that a month ago, you know, and now here come, uh, here come, everybody's catching up now. But, and now this week, to your point, they're talking about Mac Jones was told, they, they were told to not coach him that hard, you know, and he kept saying throughout the season, I need to be coached harder. And, you know, all this nonsense, like you say, is masking the fact that they screwed up. But, Mark, since you brought that up, we have a couple more minutes. I want to ask you. There we go. I think we're going to get him more pissed off right now. But, okay. So then he already is. But you talk about Kraft is holding Belichick accountable, right? You know, they say, well, this year is the year he's going to be. He sent out the season ticket letters and all that other stuff, right? So let me let me just ask you, because here's, here's a few things I'm looking at. So he brings in Bill O'Brien, okay, as, you know, basically saying we're going to have an offensive coordinator. That's Belichick's guy. Belichick probably wanted him last year, was always going to make him the OC because he won't come into the league without being called that. So that's not really holding him accountable. Then you got – you bring in Clem, another Belichick guy that he drafted. So really not going out of the box there. And, oh – he got Kraft to spend more money. He's he he's convinced Kraft that he's going to spend more money talking about that 27th in the league. So with all these things we're talking about, is he really been held has he really been held accountable yet? No. No, no, absolutely not, Chris. If he was being held accountable, you would have told him you're getting rid of your special teams coach, you're getting rid of your offensive coordinator, you're getting rid of your offensive line coach, you're getting rid of your receivers coach, because I'm sorry, Troy Brown is not a that that receiving core didn't get one ounce better. You mentioned all season long, Chris. It's week 15. How does Thornton not know how to do a toe tap? What is going on in practice? They're not running drills for him uh, to, to, to get him to understand that concept? That has to happen? So Hunter Henry's he running. Hunter, Hunter Henry's doing, running into the. <laughs> right, other than the defensive side of the ball, which we both thought had a good year, yeah. All those other position groups, Chris, should have been replaced. We had one of the worst. We had one of the worst overall coaching staffs in all of football. So Kraft didn't hold him accountable by telling him you're getting rid of all these guys. And as you said, the guys he brought in, Chris, Belichick guys. You know what Kraft is good at window dressing for yeah. imagery, right? Window dressing. Look, I sent the letter. I did this. I did that. It's all window dressing to make it look like, you know, how much he cares and we're not going to accept the loser here. You know what? Kraft won't accept the bottom line going down. He wants to make his money and keep it profitable. And if this is the way, you know what I mean, Chris? So yeah. come on. It's all a bunch of BS with Kraft. It's all imagery. It is. It's not like he brought in the enemy. No, uh, you know, of and, and ordered him to bring that guy in, or and, and you know what we'll be telling the draft. Let's see who's running that show during the, the draft, draft again. Chris. And do they make any moves? Do they actually try to trade for some of these guys we've talked about? Do they go out and I mean free agency? I think there's guys on defense, Chris. You've mentioned the linebacker from Buffalo. There's no reason why you can't go outspend and get him. The safety, Poyer. There's no reason why you can't go outspend and get him, right? Will they make moves like that? I I, I don't know. They'll spend money. Well, we're gonna, and we're going to talk about that next. Uh, coming back out of break, uh, the offensive line, as we chronicle all the uh, 
the position groups leading up to free agency. So, Mark, you don't, you're 100% right. Good Catone's comments today. I, I, I really actually like this best today. Part, Excellent. The best part is the, uh, uh, the cup of coffee and uh, a plane ticket out. Nobody knows it, but that's Kraft's deal he's got with Dunkin' Donuts. It's like, hey, player wants yeah. out, give him a cup of coffee and a plane ticket, and they're out. Nobody knows that, though. It's true. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. And so, <laughs> so good stuff, Mark. Uh, Catone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm, CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back, we're going to go patch preview. We're going to talk offensive line, all that and more right after this. that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20 plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. For Corso, Ancatone, the real deal, New England field. And we want to go patch preview, but Joe's, Joe's screaming at me in my ear and sending me messages that uh, this is where you want to put heated hotline. Yeah, Joe? Oh, yeah. We got some stuff on heated hotline. All right. Let's have it. Hi, this is Ricky and Johnston. So the player survey has the Patriots with a C minus. Things like not enough room in a locker room and no daycare. These guys are millionaires. Get a freaking man, you pansy asses. This is stupid. Should the past be worried about it? <laughs> Who is this? Rick? It was this what was Ricky, Ricky and Johnson. Ricky's a faithful listener because he's called in before. Yes, Ricky, thank you for the call. We appreciate that. You know what, Ma- Joe? I'm glad you put that in right here. You know, hey, listen, anybody who can uh, integrate pansies in the heated hotline is definitely going to get on more than likely. Yeah, pan- I think you say pansy asses. This is what, what I think. Pansy said, asses. I like pansy it. Asses. So, Mark, uh, so for those of you who don't know, there was the, the player surveys went out this week um, talking about, you know, they, they survey their team. They, they give a grade um, for some of the things that go on, locker room conditions, you know, uh, facilities, training facilities, traveling, lots of things like that, um, the amenities that the players get. And the Patriots got a – there were a lot of teams that got bad grades. You know, Cincinnati yeah. continues to get an F. But um, Pittsburgh got a bad grade, too. I think they came in at a D. Buffalo didn't get that. Uh, Buffalo, I think, had an A. But anyway, Patriots get a C-. minus. So to the caller's point, taking those couple of things, what do you think, Mark? Well, Chris, again, I said, as I said to you, it all goes back to that bottom line, money, profit. And you've mentioned this, Chris, every week for at least the last month. We had 20 years where he didn't have to spend money. It didn't matter what he did. You had, you won. You had Brady, everything else around you you could get off doing on the cheap. And now we're learning that it even led into facilities, locker rooms, services for the team. Like, we're learning it wasn't just with free agents and salaries. It's the whole organization that he got off on the cheap. So, listen, 
Kraft's image is taking a hit, Chris. It's time to start to hold him accountable now, right, for being a cheap owner. We've, we've won over the last 20 years. Jesus Christ. Number 12 is starting to look even more and more important to this franchise. I know you didn't want to hear it, Chris. He's shaking his head, Joe. But that's the truth, Christopher. Listen, you know, I'll I tell you what. This is where Mark and I are going to fight now, okay? And, Ricky, listen, there are some things I agree with you on that. Look, the player surveys, I get some of that. You know, I don't know the percentage, the disgruntlement, who, who's, who's, you know, who's really uh, conducting these surveys. Or, or, but look, some of these, some of these categories, I've been in that locker room. It's fine. The locker room is fine. There's plenty of room. Okay, don't give me that shit about the locker room and the amount of size between the, you know, put your shit on and get out on the field. I don't want to hear about the size of the locker room. I don't want to hear about if the carpet's right. I don't want to hear about how's the food in the locker room. I could care less about that crap. Daycare? Yeah, listen, the average, the the, the minimum salary in this league is like a shade under 700000 a year. 700000 Get somebody to watch your kids then. Get someone who I don't care about. Maybe I'm a 1,000 years old. Get somebody Let's to watch say. your kids. Wait a minute. What matters to me are the training facilities. Okay? Poor Which, grade. By the way, Poor grade. No, that one was a good grade. That Not the weight group. Like the, the training, the training staff. That's what it was. Came oh, in at like training staff. Plus. Oh, that's important. That's important. The, 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 that that's a huge part. That takes care of their bodies. The travel yeah, grade. Yeah, guys get hurt. They're not longer than anybody else in the league. What Listen, the travel, staff? the travel grade, the travel grade came in as a D. They got their own plane. They have their own friggin' plane. Oh, they're upset because they don't have roommates. What they got singles? That's an issue too. Look. You go and see what these guys have on the road and where they're staying at the Ritz-Carlton and all these other places, and you you tell me you got a problem with the travel grade. I'm okay with criticizing the training facilities, the training staff, the weight facilities. Yeah, because that 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 matters on the field, okay? But don't talk to me about the locker room. Don't talk to me about daycare. Don't talk to me about the travel conditions. The travel conditions are fine, you freaking babies. Take care of it. You're making millions. I mean, enough with that crap. So I agree with you in some of these things, but come on, Mark. You know, I mean, come on. He's a okay. cheap bastard. I get it. He's a cheap bastard, but but for other things. The one thing I will agree with you on is he spends money for the aesthetics. He spends money for us, for us to see things that look right. Maybe- he spends money on the tower, <laughs> the light tower, the new light tower. Right. Chris, so- listen, you have spoken – like a true Jerk. dinosaur, dinosaur, <laughs> like a, you know, a true dinosaur from the dinosaur. Listen, Chris, we've had this discussion when we've talked about basketball yeah. and guys like Tatum. This is a new era. Those things matter to these new generation of athletes, whether you want to believe it or not. So if you want to attract free agents to come here, you're going to have to address that survey because whether you like it or not, T-Rex over there, whether you like it or not, T-Rex, you have to address those things for the 2023. Now he's taking out the glasses from Casino. 
what? In order to address the 2023 athlete, Chris, and get free agents, you're going to have to address those things. But no, who wants to come here, Chris? you got a dinosaur coach who's living off a reputation that no longer exists, in my opinion, and I've told you that for the last couple of years. You're going to have to overpay, all things being equal. If I'm offering you $10 million and another team's off, Kansas City's offering you $10 million, you're not coming here. If Buffalo's offering you $10 million, you're not coming here. If Miami's offering $10 million, chances are you may not be coming here. The tax rate and the weather, you're not coming here over Miami. So you're going to have to pay $18 million to get the or twenty million to get the player here, and that's something Kraft has never been willing to do, and neither is Belichick. That's not their model. So going forward, you better take that survey. The call is right, pansy asses. Better take that survey into account because it's part of an overall bigger picture as to what you become over the last several years, Chris, what's wrong with this franchise and why you've now become a 500 football team. In my opinion, what the hell do well, I know? Yeah. Okay. You know, like I said, there we I go, mean, I, 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 and I know, look, I talked to other form of NFL players and maybe they're dinosaur guy like Kyle Vandenbosch, who's been on the show. Yeah. He wouldn't agree with that crap either. You know what I mean? So, you know, look, I, I agree with some of it. I get it. It's the, it's the, it's the player today, but I don't think you compare it. I don't think you can compare it to the NBA because you know why? Here's what gets them here, Mark. Win. Win. Win Which and they'll come. Up. Win and they'll come. Well, I understand Yeah, we're not that, winning. But, but that's for different reasons, and that's a different issue. But you well, know what? You, you're you're going to go to Buffalo or, the, or you're going to go to Buffalo over New England. You know why? Because they're, 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 skirting, they're skirting getting to the Super Bowl. That's why you're going to go to Kansas. You tell me Kansas City's facilities are fantastic. Bullshit. They win. And that's why yeah. players want to go there. So figure yeah. out how to win and, and, and put the money into doing that and then and instead of making the lockers bigger, you know, instead of making the lockers bigger. Ricky, thank you for the call. Excellent heated hotline call. It got a lot of juices flowing. Joe, Joe, good job putting that, inserting that in right now. So Joe, you know, Joe, for all the, all the, you know, hot, he gets, he Calls criticizes me you. Listen, for all the, the flack he gives you, by the way, last week, you weren't here. We had no heated hotline. He screwed up commercials, Joe. You know, just for all the flack and all, all the stuff he gives you, we need you here. He couldn't handle the job last week, Joe. That's right. You know, Take it off just if, to show you and that. It, and if I were running the controls today, the, you would already been muted at this point. <laughs> Heated Hotline was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. When we come back, now we're going to get into Pat's preview and the offensive line right after this. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And uh, listen, free agency's coming up on uh, about March 15th. And I think Tampa Another, comes yeah, in we a, can couple, have. a couple of days. Yeah, a couple of days before. And Mark and I are breaking down some of these positions. Last week, we handled the wide receivers, tight ends. Today, we want to talk about the other huge position in need um, 
this year, and that's offensive line, particularly the offensive tackles. And that seems to be um, what the major need is on the offensive line. So, Mark, looking at their offensive line room right now, and by the way, there are some free agent, key free agent names on this list, okay? But the depth chart in this, we'll talk first the tackles. You got Trent Brown, Connor McDermott, who they who they re brought back and re-signed um, as a depth piece, okay? Stubner, who is that uh, the draft pick from last year. I mean, he's a, a, a third, third guy. Isaiah Wynn, free agent. Marcus Cannon. He's not coming back. Agent. No, I know, but these are the these is what we have. Marcus Cannon, free agent. Yanni Yanni could just free agent. So, and then at the guard position, you got Michael Winu, um, Hines, you know, center. You got Andrews, um, Cody Russi. Ferenz is a free agent. Okay, he's kind of a guard center um, guy. And then Cole Strange obviously is here. So, Mark, a lot of free agents on this team. Who's coming back? Who on this list do you see? Win, you know, Marcus. Win's gone. Kajusti, I think just because he's a tackle, Chris may get a little bit of money somewhere. I don't know if we'd match that. If you could bring him back on the cheap as a depth piece, you probably would. And believe it or not, Chris Ferenz wouldn't cost yeah. you a lot of money. I would bring him back because he can, he's versatile. He can play guard. He could play center for you. He can play either guard position, center. So he can give you flexibility if you got injuries. So a guy like that, I probably would try to keep around because he's not going to cost you much money. But at the tackle position, all you really have coming back is Trent Brown. If And, and who knows what he'll give you. You know, hopefully Clem can, can work with him and get, get and, and, and get to him and establish a relationship with him to get him back to where he could be or was at one point in time. But you need a couple of tackles, Chris. Yeah, I think I mean, I think Clem, I think Clem will improve the room. Um, yeah, he's a Belichick guy. I get it. But, you know, I, and I'm saying all this stuff and, and, and about the accountability Has Belichick really been held accountable. And, and I don't think he has. And I don't think he will. Like you, I think it's all window window dressing. But I don't think it, it's hard to it's hard to find. It's kind of like when Bill Walsh was around. Guy, It's hard to find guys that aren't, you know disciples or descendants of the Belichicks because they've been around for so long. I mean, he's been in this league for so many years that there's a connection somewhere along the line with most of these guys you talk about. So I think Clem will improve that room. Um, but when we talked last week about wide receivers and, and, and potential trades, there were a lot of things we talked about Jerry Judy and so on with, with offensive line, you see a lot less of that, right? Because if you have a good offensive tackle, you're not trading them. I mean, you, you, you'd be hard-pressed to trade one of these guys because this it's just it's such a commodity, right? Yeah, Chris, the money, the money is 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 at that position too is big. If you can play left tackle, or even if you're a right tackle and you're good, that's one of those positions now that you're getting paid, right? And that position is – and the thing about Belichick is, Chris, he has positions graded and tiered out money-wise Yeah, that I don't necessarily agree with because I think his model is an old model, right? He has money tiered out at wide receiver that doesn't exist anymore. That model's gone. I mean, top number one receivers are making $20 million a year. He'll never pay that for that position. 
but I think you're going to have to at some point to, to keep or get those type of guys. So the tackle position, Chris, he's not going to overpay, I don't think, for what it's going to cost to get one of the guys you're going to talk about who's a free agent. I know you're going to bring up a few names now. Yeah. To get one of those guys, though, Chris, he's going to have to break his ceiling of where he's got that position tiered out. I don't know if he'll go as high as it's going to take to get one of those guys. Well, this is one of those things we're going to see in how much craft is really and if he stepping doesn't, in. Now, what right? do you do with that position? Are you taking two, three tackles in the draft? Because you and I both believe his 15th, what are they picking, 14th, 15th? 14th. We 14th. both think if there's a good tackle there at 14, that's what he's doing. Yeah, I do, but I don't think they're going to be there. And we're going to, and, and and in the coming weeks, we're going to go through the draft. We're going to talk about the results of the combine and so on and the tackle position. So, Chris, but, who yeah. is out there for free agent tackles? When you look at free agent, and and, that, and that's where you would do it. And by the way, real quick, that's how you're going to see if Kraft's involved. I mean, if they go and spend money on some of these guys right here, and maybe you know, that's where you'll see and and use the trade or use the draft to get some of the you know the the wide out from Ohio State or the one you like in Tennessee. But as far as free agents go for offensive linemen, some of these, and I sent this to you, um, you know, to, to me, the number one is Orlando Brown and then that Mike McGlinchey, uh, Orlando Brown, Kansas City Chiefs, Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers. So to me, those are the two, and those are left tackles, you know. And I don't um, think Brown's going to go anywhere. I think Kansas City will either franchise him or they'll figure out a way to keep him. They're not going to let a left tackle that protects Mahomes go leave. They're just not. Yeah, I mean, he's a four-time Pro Bowler, um, good yeah. blindside blocker, right? Thousand offensive snaps in each of the last four seasons, so he's durable. Okay, um, doesn't he didn't agree with a long-term deal uh, for twenty-two, so he's going to get a huge contract. Yeah, but only in the Browns. So you think that you think they're going to resign him with what though? I mean, Kansas City is they have they're going to start to have some trouble now. Eventually they will, Chris, but I think he's too important to Mahomes to let him walk. But who knows? McGlinchey, Chris, is going to get yeah. money too, believe it or not, just because, like you said, left tackle is such a commodity. There's not many good ones, and there's not a ton of them in this free agent class. Yeah, again, another 1,000 snaps for this guy too. Now in 2021, you know, he got hurt. He had, a, I think, quad, a quad, a quadricep injury. Um, but he played a thousand snaps in the last season. He only allowed six sacks, which yeah. is foreign to us because those two slugs that we had, Win and Brown, okay, just allowed people like a sieve to come off the edge and whack smack the crap out of whoever was playing quarterback. So again, this is another guy um, who's going to command a lot of money. But Mark, don't you have to go get one of these two guys? Listen, you got the money to do it. You have the money to do it. Okay, in my opinion, you got to sign a tackle. You have to sign a linebacker with speed. You keep bringing up the kid from Buffalo. Uh, is it Edmonds? Edmund. Edwards? Yeah, Edmonds. Huh? Edmonds. Edmonds. You you love him. <laughs> yeah. You got to go. Well, now the other guy, not, now the guy from Tennessee is out there, but we'll, we'll talk linebackers. You got to yeah. sign a linebacker, a tackle, and maybe a safety. And they're there. In this free agent class, they're there. But you're going to have to yep. spend, Chris. And then that'll allow you in the draft to go try to get somebody of skill, a skilled yeah. player. Yeah. So if you are going to be cheap bastard, that's how you can do it. You cannot pay the skill and, and pay the offensive tackle. Now, some of the other names on the free agent list um, for tackle that we talked about, there's probably three other guys and then one I want to bring up. 
Um, Chris, you know we're going to take a, a, a tier two type of a tackle, right? We're not going to go get the two guys you mentioned, McGlinchey, McGlinchey, McGlinchey or Brown. We're going to go next tier. Yeah. You know that's what Belichick does. Well, that's does. a friggin' mistake. That's a huge mistake. So yeah. you got Caleb McGarry in Atlanta. Um, so they declined his 50. Now, he's coming off his rookie deal, right? So they declined the 50 option. You know, Atlanta's a rebuilding. They're not going to yeah. pay anybody over there right no. now. Um, so he's going to get a good payday, but it's not going to be like those other two guys. Um, he was in 2019 first round uh, pick behind Trent Williams. He ranked behind Trent Williams um, in pro football focus. So in his bro- blocking grade in 2022. So so he's a guy that to me is equal to Trent Brown when Trent Brown's right. But he doesn't have that attitude. He doesn't have that crap. And I think Trent Brown's going to probably command more money than him, too. So this is a guy you could go out and get. And I think he's a reliable offensive lineman uh, tackle. That's one guy. One of the other guys is Juwan Taylor from Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and he's kind of the he's kind of a wild card. Um, he his run blocking ability has to improve. And we're, you know, we're a team that likes to run the ball. We'll see what O'Brien does. Um, he's 25. You know, he, he's he only allowed like a 5% pressure rate this season. Um, he's a beast of a line. He's six foot five. What do you think of these two guys right there? McGarry, Taylor. Those, those Chris, are guys that I think, those are the types of guys Belichick brings in. They're a tier below. They're not going to, they, you're still going to have to pay because the, the tackle's a premium position. But you're going to get them for less than those top two guys. And that's the type yeah. of offensive lineman that Belichick brings in. Yeah. And so for two and, and so if you want to look at veterans now. Okay. So if you want to look at something two free else agent that veterans, he likes to do, Belichick. He does. And then so these two guys may fit in this mold. Okay. Kelvin Beecham, he's uh what a seven year, I believe. Um, seven year pro. He's been around. Um, and so he's got a, a passing grade of over 70%, which is good. Um, he's consistent. This is this is a ta- this is a tackle that's been consistent over the years for the last seven seasons. He's had some injury issues, but for the most part, he's been a consistent guy. So he's a guy I don't think I think like you say a, a Patriots move, right? Where they can get him. And then the other guy was the release of Taylor Lewan, now from Tennessee. Now that's a that's a you know if anything screams Patriot move. This guy's coming. People off two are ACL. saying he might retire though, Chris. Maybe, but if he doesn't, that's a guy that Patriots all day long. He's coming off two ACLs, right? Mm. So his number is not going to be huge. Tennessee paid him. I mean, you know, he, he he's paid nine nine uh, nine seasons. He's a fifteen million dollar cap hit, but you can re- readjust that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But plus, Chris, and if he's been that? released, you don't got to pay that salary now that he's been released. No, right. And so, do you want? Those I would assume beat him over Lawan, but do you want that? Yeah, and Lawan, Chris, like I said, when he was released, the rumor was he was seriously considering retirement. I don't know if he'll 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 continue to try to play. But those last three guys you just mentioned, Chris, are the more of a Belichick type of signing at tackle than those top two tiered guys because those top two guys are going to demand a ton of money, which we just don't pay offensive linemen. Except when we franchise tag Joe Tooney and you and I couldn't understand what the hell he was doing. But a guard. other than that, one time, he he historically shows you. I mean, he's traded offensive linemen because he refuses to pay them. Yeah. He's not going to. 
Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. But I think, Mark, two of the – they can afford – I don't care about the salary cap bull it, nonsense. They can you afford can a get couple McGarry. of people, Chris. Yeah. You can get McGarry. You can, you can get Beecham. On a rookie both. deal. Absolutely. You can get McGarry. You, you can get Beecham. Both. On a rookie deal, Chris. So you well, have you money to spend. That's right. Well, you better get some something over there because we saw defensive ends last season. We saw, you know, Isaiah Wynn's first steps out, Trent Brown's first steps out, them, you know, them not getting out, them not reading the 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 end pickup off the 90 degree angle. All those things we talked about with the tackle position that wasn't being done. So you yeah. better go out and get a couple of these guys. And I'd rather have the younger ones that are coming off the rookie deal. So we'll see what happens uh, coming up in free agency. We'll see how much Kraft does get involved. All that's coming up, and then next week we're going to preview another position. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. But uh, Corso and Catone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Listen, get online this week. All our shows are up for you to watch, listen to, subscribe. Give us that thumbs up and follow us. Um, and come back, 7 p.m. next week. We're going to continue to talk Bruins, sizzling, Celtic simmering. Let's hope that <laughs> – Let's hope the Celtics change that uh, that theme, right, Mark? Um, as they yeah, race hope. to the finish. Yeah, as they race to the finish in the playoffs. More off-season Patriots talk as free agency rolls back. And Catone's comments. You never want to miss that. And your heated hotline calls, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call this week. Let us know on all the topics, everything we've discussed. And Chris, it's March, which means March We're Madness is coming. It's coming. Mark's Mock is chomping at the bit to talk March Madness, and we're going to put a little bit of that in next week. And you know what? We're going to talk a little bit of baseball next week, talk about some of this pitch count. We want to hear from you this week in Heated Hotline on that. Make sure you give us a call. Anything you bring to the table, we will be ready for. We are Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday. Hi, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.